0: Hi there. We know that what is personal is universal. I am Amanda Loveland. And I am
1: Jessica Devinish. Welcome to The Conversation.
0: So we felt like after the first one, we wanted to, um, there was a few things that we started having questions about afterwards. So it was like, oh, well, I guess we get to do a part
1: two. So just diving in. Yeah, if you're called to the twin flame conversation, then this is where you're meant to be. Yeah. Part two of the conversation. So, yeah. we'll f- keep asking our questions and lean in. So, how do they know if it is the karmic so pull the mic and pray bond energy. or if it is a twin flame? Like, how if somebody was going to ask you, like, how do I know? Because, for example, there was that one couple in the circle that was saying that, and it was kind of confusing the way they were telling their story. But mm-hmm. anyway, it was like he was she was with this man that I was assuming was her husband at the time, but her her twin flame was someone else that she knew.
0: Yeah. This is her belief. Let's just, let's preface this and what she thinks too. Right. Because I do, again, I think it, the twin flame soulmate gets tossed around a lot. And I think to what what I've appreciated about Angie and what I'm trying to understand a little bit more is what the pure definition of twin flame is and looks like. Kind of like what she was talking about with the false flame. Because mm-hmm. I think in your understanding in your experience, twin flames are not painful. They're not tumultuous, not in the purer form of coming back to center.
2: Mm -hmm. Like if you are, yeah, my experience, because that's what I can speak from is my experience has not been painful at all, at all. It's been very understanding. Even when I was curious about this other guy and this that had been bouncing in and out of my life for 25 years. I brought it up with Steve and he said, well, do you need time to go and figure that out? Do you need to go explore that? Do you need to go talk Mm -hmm. to him? Do you need to go, you know? And I was like, Oh, I I wasn't even thinking about that, but maybe, maybe I should go, you know? And, and this moment opens up where I bump into him. And so we're able to have a conversation and it was, It was so such an awesome blessing and gift, I guess, you know, at the time it was a gift that I believe was divinely given to just keep on answering the questions that were coming up for me because there was a little bit of like, okay, if I keep bumping into him and I've got this one over here that was like such a synchronistic meeting and that, you know, when I saw him for the first time, I was like, just my energy was pulled to him going, who is that? Why does he feel so familiar? Why does he look familiar? Is it a look? Is it a feel? I can't tell. Like Mm -hmm. this was pulling my energy. And and then to to be given that time to sit and talk with the one that, you know, I I would call my false flame at this point, but that was a very um, understanding and loving relationship too. Like he and I always got along and just really honored and respected one Mm -hmm. another. So um, he listened, even though I began talking about some past lives and this and that, and it was something way beyond his belief. And yet he was the one who found, well, whoa, that's weird. You found me in a crash. Is that by chance? And Mm -hmm. I would say to all of the listeners, there's no such thing as chance. So one, you got to really, if you believe things happen by chance, go start looking at that. Do things happen by chance? I personally believe everything happens by vibration. Mm-hmm. you know, you don't plant a seed in the in the garden and it by chance grows. No, it grew because everything was given to it that it needed to grow. You two are growing just like a seed and everything is coming to you and into your experience so you can become everything that you were meant to become and have and, and know and through many, 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 many lifetimes. So um, those, you know, how do you tell who's a twin flame and who's a karmic relationship, right? Mm -hmm. We kind of touched on this. Karmic relationships will have more ups and downs, more, um, more tumultuous feelings. Here's the biggest point, though, that I learned in my own experience. You will be much more in your head than in your heart. You'll be wondering, questioning, worrying that I'm getting this right. When, when is he going to call? Am I going to bump into him? Am I going to see him? And it's it's thoughts. It's lots and lots and lots of thoughts. Once I met Steve, my twin flame, I, I never thought or worried or anything. People wondered, you know, like, oh, he's been single for 18 years. People would ask me their doubting questions mm-hmm. of, you got four kids. He doesn't have any kids. Is this going to work out? And I'm like, well, yeah. I, I never I was like, oh, but apparently you don't think it will. So what's what's your hang up? You know, like, mm-hmm. but I don't get that feeling. I, I know that this is perfect. And then others would say, well, so it's a Friday night and you're with your kids and he's hanging out at his house. Like, don't you think he's maybe going to go out and he'll be lonely? I'm like, no, he's not lonely. He's not lonely at all. Like, that's weird. And I would think how, you know, I'd find their questions so weird strange because i had no doubts anymore it was just oh no there's such a centered balanced feeling no question mm-hmm. and i was just
1: always in a state of peace and um so you think that's more of a twin flame energy as opposed to lots of conversations about oh it must be my twin flame because just like that one couple sharing in mm-hmm. the circles like oh you must be my twin flame because this is hard and you're bringing out the worst in me and Twin flames are a mirror. And
0: so naturally you would have difficult things. Mm
1: -hmm. What I would say is,
0: yeah, what I would say is
2: that if that's happening and someone's on their, on their twin flame journey, they're just somewhere on their journey where they haven't found their center yet. And when you're not in center, you can get knocked off balance so easy. Right. And, Mm -hmm. um, and because we're all on a journey of consciousness and so to say this is twin flame and this is not it's just that where i started with this podcast if the thought do i have a twin flame is there a twin flame for me and you start looking and you start researching and you and you know and you're finding yourself surrounded by or going to websites and books and it's probably part of your journey because you wouldn't even pull it into your experience, into your
0: awareness unless it was. Mm-hmm. So, so more than likely then anyone who's listening, because this will most likely be titled Twin Flame. or you you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, if you're not drawn to it, then yeah. Maybe that's not part of your journey. So most likely
0: right. if you're listening, you probably have that as far as it's part of your part of your journey. Um one of the things and why we started recording again. I, I think I, I was concerned. I don't want to leave people with wondering, well, gee, am I with my starting to question their relationship yeah. Um, of thinking, well, how do I know if I'm in the, uh, the right relationship or, or starting to question that? And I know we've touched on it a little bit, but I wouldn't mind diving a little deeper into that because the last thing I want to do is make people feel doubtful of, especially if they're in a happy, cohesive, beautiful relationship. You know, if they haven't gotten that, well, but we don't have telepathy and i i don't know if i've seen synchronicities or these kind of a, these kind of things
2: well you know this and i'm not going to say anything that surprises you but do you even your podcast can't make anyone feel anything they don't want to feel yeah. so if they choose to go there they can look at that like why am i feeling like i'm not with the, my person yeah. Well, where does that come from well it comes from the inside of you mm-hmm. if it's coming from outside of you then that's something to look at right and yeah. um, pay attention to it but um, um only the the individual knows and those we have soul partners you know um, soul mates we have karmic relationships what is a karmic relationship well guess what it's just a relationship that taught you a lot and um and so those will cycle in and out of you, you know, through all incarnations, you're having many, 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 many experiences in every perspective of these experiences. And, and I speak from my own experience in that I've seen a lot of past lifetimes. And I've seen how my ex-husband in this lifetime was a child of mine in another lifetime. And, um, and I'm sure there's other lifetimes I haven't even seen, you know, maybe he was my parent. Um, I saw how my, um, my current husband's dad was his son in another lifetime, but not with me, but with my current husband's first wife in this lifetime. So it goes on and on and on. And you can see like all all that, that's the, the web that Mm -hmm. we weave. Oh, what a beautiful web we weave. Well, it's our web Mm -hmm. and we've created it all and all of the things that have come from it. And so don't feel bad. Look at your relationship with no judgment. Say, do I am I enjoying this? Mm-hmm. Uh, do I like this person? He's my person. She's my person. And I'm going to learn all I can from this. There's no reason to jump ship right. unless there's a reason to jump ship, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And then then go. But to you know, I had to to test a really really deep belief that I had ingrained in me from the religion I was raised in was that once you're married, you're with them forever. Mm-hmm. The, you know. And for me, I couldn't see beyond that time, beyond this lifetime. So I was like, well, so now it's not a very harmonious relationship and I'm supposed to stay in this. And I've, I am doing the work. I am trying to make it harmonious and trying to love him deeper. And finally, one day I realized, I don't think he's receiving the love I'm giving. Hmm. So this could be like, a long haul, right? Mm-hmm. And these past lives and, and other timelines that I've seen taught me a lot of why he couldn't receive the love I was giving. And that's fine. And I it gave me the understanding I needed. And I can love him from afar and um, have grace with myself. And that I finally chose out. I caused my divorce, meaning I chose out and I filed mm-hmm. for divorce. And, and then four years later, I met this incredible man that it was almost like I experienced two ends, like gigantic ends to a spectrum. Mm -hmm. One person I could not get along with in anything and one who we get along with, it's like we can read each other's thoughts. So we're not trying, it's, it creates a very authentic relationship. Like I'm not going to hide anything and Mm -hmm. nor would I want to, but you, you know, it's just interesting because
0: you just find yourself being like an open book. Mm-hmm. Well, I find um, sometimes too with our programming that we think that relationships that are easy, like my relationship with Travis, is very easy, where my previous relationships were not. So it's almost like, wow, what what is this? I didn't know a relationship could look like this. And it sounds like that's what you and C have. I know that that's what you and Kelly have as well. I mean, it's not like we don't have our <laughs> shit that yeah, we still yeah. get to go Things talk come through up. and. But for me and my experience, this has been the easiest relationship that I've had, which is quite to your what you're saying. It's like complete opposites. Our communication's great. The way that he loves me is unlike I've received, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's just. I mean, I think that a lot of times we romanticize the turmoil mm-hmm. in relationships yeah. versus actually love can be easy and grow in a way that doesn't have to be painful. Yeah, it, it mm-hmm. does in some ways, and I tell you this all the time. I hate looking at myself in my relationship because that's the most painful mm-hmm. growth for me. <laughs> anyway, but
2: well, I had thought so. this morning this might might be fun to add this because it is. It's kind of how my mind works. But how do you pronounce Travis's last name? And do Maine. you go by it? No. And how is it? Maine M E H N Maine.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, I was curious because when I see it, I see mean. Like, I don't know. I'm like, is that how you say it? Or am I saying it wrong? Is it mean, mean? Mean, You know, and and so I had this funny thought this morning. I was like, well, that's funny. You got Amanda Joy. You got Travis mean. (laughs) And I was like, well, that's two ends of the spectrum. But that's That's really what that's that's what twin flames are. They're they're the yin and the yang. Mm -hmm. And so when people think you're you're a perfect mirror for each other, you're twins. You you are great mirrors. But oftentimes, you can be so alike. And yet, what I've learned with me and Steve is that our perspectives are completely opposite. So I'm always
1: asking, (laughs) like... because that's how Kelly and I are, too. Well, and Trav and
0: I are similar right now with... I'm off in spiritual boo-boo land, and he's in, you know, the way... Just even work-wise, because we were working together for a while. And Mm -hmm. now it's, like, separated and pulled apart. And, like, I don't know how I feel about this. But it's definitely an opposite from... We just didn't where we were at. So that's funny that you said Travis mean, I mean, his middle name is something different, but yeah, that but, is an interesting, you uh, know,
2: and then you've got Loveland, like your name is one of the most beautiful names. Like I really. do love it.
0: That's why I went away from it. And then I came back and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to change this anymore. It's like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> this is my name. Yeah. Sticking with it. You know, and that's, um,
2: the, one of the funny things that what I do with letters and, and you've had a little bit more with it Jessica like introduction to it or whatever but is even that those sounds those frequencies um are always delivering feedback and and when I break down my new last name Goff I just for a long time I was like okay I can't find the hidden meaning here like what is it what what does Goff mean and um I knew what smart meant that was my previous married name I even knew what Kirk Kirkham meant that was mm-hmm. church on a hill you know mm-hmm. and and I was like, what's Goff? So I finally had to actually take what I see, how I see each letter and see why did I choose this? Because everything's a choice, right. you know, and I, I came into this relationship and, and this is his last name and it's Goff. And I went, oh, well, G is gravity. O is the ohm of the universe. So you actually have heaven mm-hmm. and earth
1: mm-hmm.
2: and F is Stands for fire, so I was like, "Oh, there's two F's with twin flame. Oh my goodness, we have a name that literally (laughs) means heaven and earth with twin flames." And I went, "Oh, that's interesting. You know, that's where we are." And it took me a while to actually see that with my own awareness, and yet it's kind of fun to to know that. That's what
0: our name vibrationally means is two flames. Oh, know? I think that that is beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I almost feel like we could just add that 15 minutes into what we just did and have just a little longer.
1: Okay. Unless okay. you feel something different. I was just going to ask one more thing and maybe this yeah. doesn't fit. But so there's people that have children mm-hmm. with like your husband and then you find your twin flame. Yeah. So lots of people like struggle with well, why did I have children with this person? Do you know, if so this is my flame. Yeah, this yeah. Is, if this is not my flame and this other person. So how would you speak to somebody who I know that there's people that that shows up for them? Mm-hmm.
2: So this is a really interesting one because yeah, my twin doesn't have any kids. He's actually felt this whole lifetime. He wasn't meant to. He'd known it like at his core. And um, and even uh, we were mentioning Sanat Kumar earlier and stuff. And these these sons of God- marry the daughters of the moon, Mm -hmm. you know, you've got the sun and the moon. Well, sons of God were believed to know that they were not to create any progeny. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. That is interesting. Steve is, he's just known at the very core of him. I'm not to have any children. And yet, so because that, as we've grown in consciousness and awareness, he's asked me, well, why do you think you have kids then this lifetime? Like don't, you would think Angie, if we were twins, that you you would have picked up on that too and not wanted kids. And I said, no, actually, I don't think that that's how it works. And I said, I have a deep, deep feeling that these kids came through me to get to you. Like my two sons look a lot like him. They're very tall. My ex is not very tall and they're, they're the same complected. And so there's, a, there's some interesting aspects there. I've got two boys and two girls and my whole life, I've always thought even before I understood the balance thing has been one of balance. So I have girl, boy, girl, boy. And then their names, Ashley Brady, Amy Brock, A, B, A, B, really good at patterns and balancing. <laughs> and, you know, um, I always thought that was funny until I realized, oh, that's what this is all about. It was creating balance. And, um, and my my life path, even because or not my life path, my expression changed once I got married with the name Goff. It went from a nine to an eight balance, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and Steve's is a path of balance. So now between an expression and path, we have balance there, but, um, with the kids, it's interesting. I've Steve had questions like, why, 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 why do you have kids? And I said, I think that it's karmic relationships that we have. To work through together Mm -hmm. and he's like well but they came through you and I'm like no if they came through me they came through me to get to both of us not just not just me (laughs) and that's where our real work and he has even met some some like spiritual mediums and stuff and that's the one message he gets from them is you know like the only thing left is work you've got to do with these kids And he's like, Oh, all right. So, you know, and whether it's for the kids or for him or for both Mm -hmm. probably, you know, or, Mm -hmm. or what have you, um, I've watched it. And it's been incredible because I, up to that point in this lifetime, I'd always attracted even my own dad was very, um, disconnected men emotionally. Mm -hmm. And he isn't, he can sit in really hard conversations with my kids. He can take, their shit storm without blowing up at them, you know, mm-hmm. but if what they need is to, you know, have a divine masculine person mm-hmm. come in, he does that too. And so they are having a completely different experience, which I know is helping them see balance within themselves and experience that feeling. So again, I kind of really steer clear of this right and wrong experience your experience mm-hmm. is your experience you created it and that's one of the things that i saw early on in our relationship was got some downloads and it was like oh my gosh we created this we chose how this would show up we chose this beautiful love story we chose to be able to see it through our parents and that that's how it would come in and i i got it all and i was like oh so we, we created this because we wanted a beautiful love story. So now we have one, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, everyone has a beautiful love story. And that's really what it's about. And it doesn't matter where
0: you're at on that progression of those yeah. love stories, right? Well, and I just to echo a little bit of your question and listening to your story, my four children, the relationship that they have with Travis, I
1: mean,
0: I... I like he's more in some ways, especially to some of my kids, he's more of a dad to, to my kids than their mm-hmm. actual dad is. Yeah. And I hate to say that, that put that out there, but in some ways to what you're saying of what the divine masculine actually looks like in the full embodied state of heart, mind, everything that would be Travis and what he's able to show for my kids where their, their dad is unable to do that for them. And their dad teaches them a lot of things that they get to learn mm-hmm. <laughs> in this life. That's challenging, but yeah, Travis, Travis, it's in and we'll have to talk about this more offline because I'm careful with what I want to say here. But there are things there that um that they could have only gotten through Travis. I don't know if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. But as you're talking, I'm like, yeah, there's no question with my kids as far as some and there's some interesting parallels there. Yeah. So I don't know. It is an interesting right. question though.
1: Well, they're just I've seen a lot of that conversation around twin yeah. flames and we'll wait ahead and children with this person but this is my twin flame and that people finding confusion so i just thought yeah. if you talk to that right and then the other thing is after we finished recording you she said we talked about the twin flame not filling your like being whole first
0: uh-huh. the false flame or the Balance. or you think no, the like, not
1: like the twin flame is not completing me like i'm complete first because uh-huh. you're like that's what needed to be included, included. In the podcast. So yeah, we talk about did we talk talk about that? It was after we finished really, and then you were I like, yeah. that. "Oh, this is what we need to talk about, right?" I think so. Yeah. Well, the twin flame doesn't complete you,
2: but because you're nearing completion, you come back into union. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. I have done. I have completed all that I came here to do. I have experienced the fullness of my ex- expression. Mm-hmm. You know. I've become everything that I needed to become to learn, which it it was a becoming. It's not a having or a doing. Those are very low consciousness, right? It's being. And so when you get to that state, you're much more balanced. It's all of that is happening at, in your progression. And because you're progressing, finally, you get to a place where it's like, now I'm ready because I'm not wanting anything outside of myself anymore. I'm not needing anything outside of myself anymore.
0: I'm complete. Well, and then it seems like it's more of a natural, it's just a natural thing instead of forcing, right? So listening to all this of, well, shit, now I got to go find my twin flame. It's like, no, you actually just keep being you and doing what you're doing. And then that will naturally attract if it hasn't already. Yeah. You know?
2: In fact, what I share with most people is how do I find you? I go, no, no, you don't find your twin flame. But that's usually said, the
0: vernacular. That's usually what people say. Right. Yeah. I
2: need to find my, my other person. half,
1: my soulmate, my twin yeah. flame to complete right. me. Mm-hmm. You, you don't know, find him. Jerry
2: Maguire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. To <laughs> complete Google me. Google, I mean, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We romanticized this through <laughs> we do movies and, that. And but even really our
0: fairy tales growing sure. up.
2: Right. And it's all in there because the the true love story is real. It's just that straight as the gate and narrows the way, and very few find it
0: in each earthly cycle well Let's and you just don't have that. to give up a part of you in order to be with the to relationship or you don't have to find this knight in shining armor and because you're a damsel in distress you mean the distress. little mermaid
1: doesn't need to give up her family from the ocean right? and have legs and to be with her person right, right. what correct amundo <laughs>
2: But what I was going to say is, yeah, you don't have to find them. All you need to do is keep going back into your heart. Go to your heart. What do I feel like doing today? Am I following my heart? Does this sound like horrible? Someone wants me to show up at something and I have no desire to be there. Then you're not following your heart. Mm -hmm. You will more likely than anything, because how quantum entanglement works, and I don't think I mentioned this before, is what one does, it affects the other. It's causing an effect and at the same time affecting a cause all the time. Mm -hmm. So what one does, the other one is affected by it. And what the other one does, the other one's affected by it. So to scriptures, Jesus being, understanding quantum entanglement, he said, draw near unto me and I will draw near unto you. What he was saying is draw near unto your heart, because that's where you'll find me. Well, that too, if you were to do an infinity
0: on yourself, the infinity lands in the middle in in the the heart.
2: And if you draw into your heart and you go where your heart pulls you, I feel like going swimming today. Well, great. Go find a fishing hole or a swimming hole and hop in. And guess what? You're doing what you love. You're in your highest vibration because it matters to you to do what you love. And you're more likely to find him in those spaces. You know, I the when I met mine, I was invited to a networking group. And it didn't fit in my schedule. I couldn't, I couldn't make it work. I was coaching a company during that time. So I just asked my business partner, you want to go do that? Like, I can't. So I'll pass my invitation on to you. And he's like, sure. After six months, he didn't want to be there anymore. And he's like, Oh, you're done with that, that company. Now your slots open your time slots open, you want to do it? And I'm, yeah, he goes, Well, I figure you like people more like you like to talk. (laughs) And, And I was like, Yeah, that sounds fun. I'll go. And I found him doing yeah. what I loved. I found him in a space where I just was doing me
0: yeah,
2: for my own heart's mm-hmm. sake, right? So follow your heart. I love that. That's going to get you there. If you're thinking in your head, where am I going to find him? How am I going to find him? When am I going to find him? you I'm know, missing what? the point. You are not ready to find him yet. Do you for a long time or a mm-hmm. while or whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Do you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I love that. Yeah, that's funny that
1: you share that because that's how Kelly and I similarly found each other. Interesting. I mean, I was 17, but... It doesn't matter. You have a timing. I knew. Uh I was dating. I had gotten out of a four-year relationship and I was kind of just going on dates because I was trying to find myself. And I was dating loosely a couple guys. And then I went on a date with this one friend and he's like, oh my gosh, you have to meet my friend who just moved back from Wyoming. You have to just meet him. He's my best friend. So we go to his house and meet him. And it was just like... And you are. knowing, <laughs> I actually went back to it because now my friend who thinks we're kind of dating more than we are mm-hmm. has introduced me to his friend and now his friend is like my person. Like there was just some calling <laughs> connection that I can't even right. possibly describe to you. Mm-hmm. At 17, I went back to his house the next day and I was like, are you feeling what I'm feeling? And he's like, absolutely. What are we going to do about Travis? <laughs> and his name is Travis. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. And so we really, it was just like, we were like, well, it'll all work out like it's supposed to. So we didn't yeah. push anything because we had that friendship was important to both of us. The good news is he was in our wedding. Yeah, <laughs> we're still friends with Travis. So oh, that's good. good. But it is just this like innate knowing, and whether or not he's my twin flame, I don't know. We right. have lots of synchronicities. Right. I'm still connecting the dots and seeing, but I'm not perplexed or stressed or like, is yeah. he? or Isn't he? It's mm-hmm. just okay. This is a win. My awareness now. Yeah, uh, and so I'm asking the questions and connecting the dots and just trying to. I'm not tied to the idea. I'm not triggered by the idea either. Mm-hmm. I'm just, right. okay. Neutral. Something to look into. And I think I told you that when you asked me about how I felt about Twin Flames. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know. There's something there, but I'm not sure.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, and there's always a push and pull. And I'll just share one example, if we've got time, of a woman I've been working with um, overseas. And she she mentioned to me, I, I she mentioned a lot of synchronicities. And I said, well, I'd love to, you know chat with you then more about this. And, and, um, so we got on a call and she said, yeah, so I was divorced in 2014. Um, she'd been married to a a man from the middle East. She was European um, Caucasian. And, and so here you had like Middle Eastern mixing with Caucasian was raised in no religious. So she, she was willing to like learn all about the Quran. She read it like five times before she married him and, um, still couldn't quite speak the same language, not being raised with any of that. She sought her best to understand. And then she said, we get divorced. Things didn't work out. We had two kids. We get divorced. She said, I just was focused on me. I was working on me. I was going inward. I, I was starting to be aware of things that would come up with all kinds of relationships. And so when something would ping me, I would go into it and I would look at it until I could kind of unravel it and look at, you know, figure it out. So I knew she was doing the work. She said, one day I just got this strong feeling I had to go to this conference. And she said, I couldn't figure it out. It was like this weird sensation of you gotta be there. And she's like, one, I start finding all the reasons why I couldn't be there. <laughs> you know, I don't really think I wanna spend my money on that right now. And da-da-da-da. She goes, but there was a deeper knowing of, no, you gotta be there. So she, she said, I just leaned into it. I went to this conference. I show up and there's a number of people there. And all of a sudden, in the middle of the day, this one gentleman stands up to say something, and she's like, My energy just was like, vroom. like, who is that? And he was Middle Eastern. So she's like, at the same time, I'm being pulled, which is that magnetic pull. Mm -hmm. She's being repelled at the same time because of her own judgments of, oh, it didn't work out with my last husband that was Middle Eastern. Like, what, why am I being pulled in that direction? That's, I don't want that. Right. And she had all of her own judgments. But so she would get into her reasoning mind and try to reason out of it, but could feel the pull and like, why, why am I pulled there, you know? Mm -hmm. And so all week long, um, she sees him through the, this conference and the groups go to lunches. And she said, Angie, the weirdest thing was we people would break off. I'd just kind of do my own thing. And I end up at a, at a restaurant and he's there and the only empty seat is next to him. So I start sitting next to him a number of times through the week and we get to know each other. By the end of the week, we've all, a lot of us have exchanged emails. She said months go by, six months. And finally, um, they reach out to each other. She's like, I just decided, I don't know if it was her or him, but, um, to, to connect with some of the people that have been at the conference and they reconnect and they find out that they live 10 minutes apart, walking distance in London. <laughs> so she's like, we're so close. Like we should just get together and chat. And she said, I'm still just curious, like not, it wasn't even a deep attraction. That's one thing that a lot of people get with, um, twin flames is that it's got to be this attractive love, you know, right. I'll tell you that much. It's not. A lustful attraction. It mm-hmm. is an all encompassing. So you're not feeling that, oh, I got to be with him. And mm-hmm. and then, like, all of these hormones going, nope, that's like really not going to be that, 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 only that pull, you know? And so she said, we got together. And um, so She explained to me that living in London, she always tried to walk to work. So she said, well, when I lived there, I would walk around the corner, past this coffee shop, past a gym, and then I would arrive at work. And she said every, not every day, but quite often, she'd kind of fill a poll. Oh, you got to go in and get a coffee. And I, she said, I had these reasons not to. And, and then, oh, you got to join this gym. No, I I like to run outside. I'm not going to go in and join the gym. And she was getting pulled to both these locations. Well, when she and this gentleman got together, they went and had dinner and he invited her back to his place to sit and visit and stuff. And and she's like, yeah, that's fine. Like, Let's go back to your place. And she goes, as we walk there, we walk past the coffee shop and he goes, they make really good coffee there. It's so <laughs> good. You should try out their coffee. And she's like, huh, that's weird. And he goes it's my favorite coffee joint, you know, coffee place. She goes, huh. And then they walk past the gym. He goes, that's where I work out like that. I love that gym and it's so convenient. And then they arrive at his place and she's like, I realized really quickly every day I was walking to work. I was walking past his coffee shop, past his gym, past his house and arriving at work every single day. I was passing him and she's like my energy was pulling me to the places where I could have bumped into him faster, seen him sooner, but my reasoning mind got in the way. And so it's really just learning to follow your heart. Like if you're walking down the street and it's like coffee sounds good right now. Oh no, I shouldn't drink coffee. I already had one this morning. Da, 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 da. No, go grab the coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. go get your gas at a new gas station if you're pulled to it. Go do yeah. your grocery shopping over here versus your you know, your normal place because Where's your heart pulling you? Mm-hmm. And it will often be illogical. It's not usually logical. Yeah. I so, love that story. You know, that's a similar story and and that's how it works often. Yeah. Follow,
1: so. the, follow your heart. For sure. Yeah. Well, I'm going to share one more story and then you can decide if you want to include it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I had a friend who had been recently divorced and he just could not be alone. He was just dating and dating and you both know this person, so I won't share names. And Mm -hmm. he was just really, he didn't want to be alone. Mm -hmm. He was looking for his person because he'd been in this 28-year marriage and unhappy. He would date these girls and they would break up and he would just find another one. And he's like, I'm just so lonely. And he was miserable. There was a lot of misery in these relationships. And so he came to me and he said, I just can't find my person. And I said, I'm going to encourage you to stop dating and go inside and who are you? And what do you like about yourself? Instead of trying to find what this quote unquote perfect woman looks like for you. Mm-hmm. So I said, and I'm going to encourage you to do this exercise. I want you to write down all the things that you want in your person. So he did that. And at the top of the paper, he wrote Mrs. Wright. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he wrote this list of all these perfect things. And he didn't date for like three months. And he really like, he'd come to my house for dinner because he's just like, I can't be alone. I'm like, come on over. And he really was like so grateful that he disconnected and found himself. And it wasn't necessarily this person was going to fill him. He found himself, right? Because he was alone for, it didn't take long. Like he was alone for like three months. He didn't date anyone. It about killed him. (laughs) (laughs) And then he made this list. And then he ran into this woman who they had known each other off and on for years, but neither one of them were single ever until now. They were both single. And so they went on a date and her name, her last name was Wright. Oh. And they, and you she know who you're talking is about. <laughs> like the list. He called me and he's like, you're just never going to believe like she is everything. And then some mm-hmm. that I had put in this list and her last name is right. And they're married now happily. And I yeah. think that's part of what happens what, twin flame or not. Right. Mm-hmm. Is you're drawn back to each other, but he became whole first yeah. and her story was very similar. She was finally alone for a minute and she stepped back to see what and who she wanted to be with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And that magnet that they were just drawn to each other right? in a way that, I mean, they'd known each other off and on for years Mm -hmm. and it was never, they were never single and there was never, they knew each other, but it wasn't like this lust. Right. It wasn't right until it was right. Mm
2: -hmm. And you know, I share
1: that because I think people are saying, how do I find my person? And I think, you know, you have to be right with self first and then the magnet of that Well, it's funny
0: that you say that because I'm, I'm, I mean, people who know me, I'm, I'm, ai would always say, well, I'm a lover. So I would always, I would not spend a lot of time in between relationships, even when I had shitty relationships, (laughs) I would just jump in the next one. And after my third marriage was unraveling and going through another annulment, I really, I'm like, all right, I'm going three months without, Mm. which was a very long time for me. Mm. And in that three months I did, I did a lot of work and I closed doors and there was interesting things of how they were old um previous partners were surfacing resurfacing back in and i was closing this door closing this door and the day that i closed the door to that false flame whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. soul remembering yeah so anyway um i had that was like my first date with trav and it was 5 15 15 and he well. messaged me on because we were on tinder that's how we met it was eleven eleven when he messaged me. And he didn't – he's not into any of – like when we first met, he was open to it. But it was like this wasn't his oh, world yeah. at all. yeah. So it's funny. But, but I was doing all my work. And I was like – and I made the list. I did the same thing. I went through this is who I want. This is what I want in a partner. And so our first trip that we went together – um, He goes through, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me. Granted, he probably was, you know, (laughs) sure. Okay, super sure of himself. No, just kidding. I know, you're like, really? And our first date, like we were with, it was a business meeting that I had that went long and it was just super casual. And the guy that was sitting there with my um, business partner at the time, he later said to her, I wish he would have told me that Amanda was single because I would have been interested. But, you know, clearly she's in a relationship. And and my event, she's like, this is their first date. But we were so, like... Yeah, our the perception uh, like was we you were been just, together for much Your longer. energy yeah. was just, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of fun. Because it fits, well, right? Yeah. It just fits.
2: And yeah. you had a lot of synchronicities there. If people could start looking, synchronicities are different than patterns. Patterns reveal karma, right? Mm-hmm. And synchronicities start to reveal who you're in sync with. And you're in sync because your vibration literally is. You started together, you were at the same vibration. Yeah. of the same creation if you can wrap your head around that and that's a really oh, I love metaphysical you, yeah. conversation right but you just said all these synchronicities you shared synchronicities of that
1: story mrs Wright. he married mrs Wright. like exactly. haha that's and not by chance people, like when the relationship really is like <laughs> mm-hmm. there's a lot of fire in a way that you're not bringing out the best in each other yeah i mean it doesn't need to be that hard no. it doesn't it's, it's much that's more i really easy. am a believer of if it's right, it's, it's right. right. And where we're going
2: is that heart centered space. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. That
1: is
2: emphasis D. on centered, right? Mm-hmm. Centered. I'm balanced. I know who I am. Therefore, I draw someone who knows who they are. And now we're not you know, pulling energy out of each other. We're allowing our vitality in our relationship Mm -hmm. to grow Mm -hmm. and blossom and be everything that it ever could be. And it shows up as this beautiful love story. And Mm -hmm. Steve was the same as you described Travis, like Steve didn't, he understood energy really well. He could feel it. He knew he had a direct connection to it, but I didn't bring up, I just on our second date I did say oh we're quantum entangled and I didn't go any deeper in it mm-hmm. and he's a smart guy so he knew what quantum physics was and stuff like that but he was like this is intriguing and it was about three months till I re- I remember one night we were talking on the phone and it was 11-11 and he's like oh it's 11-11 and I go huh and he goes you know what I have been seeing that a lot lately do you <laughs> see that yeah. a lot and I'm like yeah and then I, I knew it was time I could tell him I'm like well so, you know what they say about 1111 He's like, no. And I said, well, it's <laughs> it's the key code for um, true twin flames, you know? So at, we, you know, we, we started to talk more and more and more about it, but yeah, yeah those synchronicities helpful. are fun and you'll yeah. see them everywhere. My husband showed up on my porch the very first date and said, I've been here before. And I went, wait, what you've been at this house? And I said, Well, I've lived here for two years. So was it before that? And he goes, That was not long before that. He said, I stopped here for a business call, but I've only been to this neck of the woods like twice ever. And he's like, So one of them to this house? And I said, That's when I was starting to recognize timelines yeah. collapsing. And and that is interesting to talk about. But I'm like, Oh, you oh, just yeah. arrived too soon. You were you knew you would meet me here, yeah. but you arrived too soon. <laughs> and he's like Oh, that's weird. That is weird. You know, but those kinds of things happen. So, Well, yeah. it makes me, to tie
1: it up, you know, the Vesica Pisces that you were sharing, how they're yeah. two circles, they're each whole in and of themselves. Yeah. And if you cross over, there's the third piece. Yeah. I think one of the people, Randy, in the circle, he said... There's three parts to any yeah, great relationship. One plus relationship. one equals three. One plus one equals three, and I I do believe that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fascinating, and the Vesica Pisces really describes that perfectly. Yeah. Because we're each whole on our own, yeah. but together there's this third energy. Right. This energy and this re- that we have in this relationship. Yeah. So the relationship itself has its own breathing, living.
2: It's an entity. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it is in and of itself. There's you, there's him. And then there's you, him. Yep. Exactly. It's like in, in religious or Christian terms, I know it might be in other religions, but it's an Elohim. It's a mm-hmm. dual God that is man and woman, mm-hmm. male and female, you know, and that's what you are. That's so that if that's how you come back together, that's what you were before mm-hmm. you came in
0: and then you go back. Mm -hmm. you know so it's kind of interesting it's fascinating yeah Yeah. Yeah. oh beautiful oh I think we probably asked everything that we wanted to ask and I think this is such a fun conversation and I'm grateful we left it kind of on a a fun note with talking about these synchronicities and the love stories and cause those are beautiful, right? Those are and the heart centered. Yeah. I think that was such an important thing to bring in with, with the heart centered being driven by that and listening to the heart space. Yeah. And um, so thank you again for, for being here. Thank
2: well, it you. is that it's that heart centered. If I could just add this one last piece, yeah. I just remembered that like when we had first met each other, in one of our conversations, I just said, you know, what did you ever think? Because our parents dated for seven years, you know, they were in love for a long time, and and then we knew that my mom and his dad were spent the rest of their lives miserable, mm-hmm. and I knew why. I'm like, they didn't choose love; they chose just the lockstep, like checking the boxes. This is who I got to marry, and so I asked Steve one time. I said, so what was your, you know, growing up in a home where your dad was miserable, your mom and dad didn't get along, and um, me too? I said, what. What was your, you know, thoughts about relationships and love and growing up? And he goes, I just from early on, I knew I wanted to be a demonstration of beautiful love Mm. someday. And I went, huh. And then he asked me, well, what about you? And I said, yeah, my underlying, like always there would never go away was, I was always looking for my version of love because I knew my parents that argued and fought. I'm like, that's not love. And I would look everywhere I went at relationships. Is that love? But but really what I was asking is that my version of love? Mm -hmm. Is that what I call love? Mm -hmm. And I was checking everything, everywhere I went, including my dating life and going, no, I'm not feeling it. No, that's not love. That's not love. That's not love. And I wasn't judging. I was feeling into it. No, this isn't it yet. That's not the connection I believe I get to have now mm-hmm. right and and so i just found that interesting that we both our entire lives had been on a search for love or being love being the love that we believed is possible yeah that's and beautiful. we found it you know i love
1: yeah. that so hope everyone finds their version everyone's it.
2: deserving of it that's what i do know yes
0: Perfect. 100% <laughs> thank you awesome. for sharing yeah. yes thank you thank you Thank you for joining the conversation today. We hope that something we said sparked your curiosity to
1: further your growth. Only you know what is meant for you. So let's continue the conversation and follow us on our Facebook page at What is Personal is Universal. We'll see you there.